Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, where we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor. And now, your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you again for joining Franco and I this week. God, what a fun weekend of boxing we just had, Franco. Yeah, an amazing weekend. You know what? And here's the thing. like, It seems even cooler in my head because I didn't set the bar very high for this weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, like even last week when we gave the preview of what was coming up, I said like, ah, maybe I'll check out Thursday. There's a good fight on Friday, and then I can't wait for Saturday. Thursday was fun. Friday was even more fun, and then Saturday was just an absolute blast. It was the joy of why I watch boxing, so I'm ready for this. Yeah, let's go on ahead and take our deep dives. Uh, I think we're doing two deep dives this week, and then we'll cover the rest in playing boxing, so let's go on ahead and do it. Emmanuel Navarrete, 28 years old, coming in at 36-1, and one, versus Liam Wilson, 26 years old, coming in at 11-1. and one. <laughs> Now, a little-known fact that you might not know about Liam Wilson, he was the brother that can't act, all right? He is related <laughs> to Owen and Luke. Uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Did I do that it right? Was, you did. That was pretty great. Uh, I wasn't... That wasn't expecting that good of an impression. Well done. Uh, it's the crooked nose. It's yeah. <laughs> it, it's like I was uh, reading with Hansel right there. It was so great. <laughs> So wonderful. So here's something that I'll say about this or say about Navarrete. A lot of dudes, when they come in with the the cowboy hat and the cowboy gear as their ring gear, mm -hmm. I, I don't know how else to put it. You know, when they come in dressed like, like a cowboy, I, that's his nickname. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a gimmick. This dude really seems like he is a cowboy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm buying it hook, line and sinker. He, he might have nothing to do with any cowboy action, but the dude looks the part for sure. Yeah, I think he might be a cowboy because his nickname is El Vaquero, which means cowboy. Uh, right. So maybe there is some kind of actual wrangling background there. But yeah, dude is built different for sure. Yeah. And what a really great fighter. We've gotten to know this dude over the last few years quite a bit and is so fun. But I'll say this. I wasn't expecting anything from Owen and Luke's little brother, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> and I was wrong to not expect much of him. Now, granted, the dude's coming from Australia where I had, never, I'd not, I had not seen him fight before this. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it looked like that for the, like, the first four rounds that even Navarrete was fucking around. You know, he didn't look like he was taking him seriously. Then he got hurt. Wilson hurt him bad. All right. That left landed straight to the chin. Yeah. Put him to the mat for the first time in his career. And now I don't know whether everybody follows boxing Twitter as much as I do, but they did a, a timer. He was given 27 seconds to recover yeah. from the knockdown. Now that I even watching it in real time, I was like, wow, he's getting a lot of time. And then he spit his mouthpiece out. That gave him a little extra time. So if I'm Liam Wilson's camp, I definitely have a gripe about this one. You know, it's like, hey, if we're following the rules, this should be over. If we're following the rules, too, when the guy's gloves are on the mat, you can't hit him again. And yeah. <laughs> uh, Navarrete did have a glove on the ground, and Liam Wilson ended one last punch before before he actually hit the deck. So and, that's one of the rules, too. And the referee did start jumping in and was already yelling he's down he's down and liam was almost winding up 
<laughs> and but, aiming and and kind of squaring him up when he did land that second shot. So yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. Now we've seen guys do this where they spit out the mouthpiece to try to buy extra time. And it's always, even the commentary team will be torn about it. And some of them will be saying, well, that's just a veteran move. You know, it, is it clean? Is it, you know, sportsmanlike? Not really, but that's, that's what you do. But then whoever put it back in, I can't remember if it was the referee or something. Ref. Yeah. Right. But he put it in wrong. And so then they had to fix it. And it was, it did go on for what felt like forever. And then the round, the round was over. Like Liam didn't get to capitalize on it. So right. that, that, that it was super weird. See, now, are you sure that they even put it in wrong? I thought that he was complaining like, hey, you didn't even watch this off. Usually they'll bring it to the corner, give it a rinse, and then give it back to the guy. He picked it up with lint still on it and <laughs> shoved it in the dude's mouth. Like, no, I watched you spit it out on purpose. Because, you know, some of the dudes are better actors. Liam probably would have been able to do it because he's got acting in his family. But <laughs> Navarrete is not uh, of the theater family because he just literally just spit it out. Like, when you're trying to clear your throat, you know, he was like, Tuh! like, it was very <laughs> obvious that he was just like, nope, I need a couple extra seconds and I'm going to get it by spitting this out on purpose. Well, and he definitely needed it because that next round, he still, his legs still looked a little bit wobbly. He did not look right during that next round, but then slowly he finally kind of got his bearings about him and he was able to, to get his head back in the game and finished so strong. That ending was I don't want to say a massacre because Liam did go down. He got back up, but when it was stopped, it was a TKO. I think it was a good stoppage. Right. I think the, he was the getting his ass and the beat. towel came in at the exact same time. Oh, I nine. didn't see the towel. Okay. And this was the tale of two halves because from, you know, the first four and a half rounds, this was a, a really good showing by Liam Wilson. I'm not yeah. saying he won every one of those rounds, but he definitely scored that knockdown. He was being more active. Like I said, I really think that Navarrete was messing around and not taking this dude seriously. And then from round five, maybe a minute and a half to a minute into that round, you could see him kind of get his legs back. And then he just floored the gas was too much for Wilson. But this was a great fight that I want to see done again. Yeah. Because of, there was a couple different controversial things as well. I want to see, you know, Liam Wilson come in with a full tank of gas. Navarrete come in full tank of gas and just go head to head again. I would buy tickets to that. I think it would be a really fun fight. Yeah, I think this was a surprising fight of the year candidate. I, I saw that being thrown around as well. And I, I thought rightfully so, you know, that's maybe the rest of the year is going to suck completely. It's still early. Who knows? But yeah, I, I could kind of see it. The only thing is this wasn't supposed to be the fight. Uh, I think he was replacing Oscar Valdez. Right. He came all the way over from Australia. So jet lag might've been a factor as well, but then because this was such a good fight, run it back. People will be expecting to see another banger of a fight, which this was one of a couple this weekend. Right. I, I would definitely tune in to watch this one where this weekend it was kind of a surprise and it caught us off guard because he's a, a late replacement. But do it again. People are looking forward to it. Wilson, aside from being from Australia, doesn't have a lot of fights. You know, he's he's still kind of young up and comer. Navarrete is a three division or three weight class champion. So we knew we were expecting a lot from him. I think if both guys come into this serious and ready. I mean, maybe it ends up going the way that it was supposed to. And there were just so many unknowns that that made this more of a, a wild card of a fight. 
but I would definitely tune in to watch them again. Without a doubt. And think about this. I'll just speak for myself. I didn't know who Liam Wilson was coming into this fight. After the fight, I certainly know who he is. And if I see his name on a card, I'm tuning in to watch that fight. It's just that simple. He gained a fan, at least in me, from that fight. So any of the Punch Maniacs that did not uh, watch this fight, watch this main event. It was so fun. Liam Wilson versus Emmanuel Navarrete. ESPN makes it really easy to rewatch any of the events that you miss. And they really make it easy, too, with the mute button so you don't got to listen to Andre Ward talk. (laughs) Because that is a big pain in the dick. Amanda Serrano. 34 years old, coming in at 43, 2, and 1, versus Erica Cruz, 32 years old, coming in at 15, and 2. Now, a lot like the fight we just talked about, Franco, I did not know the challenger very well going into this one. But, as I've stated before on this show, and anybody that will listen to me talk boxing, I will watch every Amanda Serrano fight. She is just a joy to watch. There's no holes in her game. She has power. She has speed. The last couple fights, I'd say her defense is starting to uh, leave her, but it's still there. This fight was all action for 20 minutes. For those not familiar, female title fights are 10 two-minute rounds, and this was just 10 two-minute rounds of joy. I absolutely loved it. Now, uh, here's what I'll say about Cruz. She's certainly tough. Yeah. All right. She got a a gash from a clash of heads early on in this fight and was just pouring blood for most of this fight. They posted one of the scorecards online and there was actually blood on the scorecard. Nice. Uh, Yeah. That sounds like a, like a movie, like a boxing movie, blood on the scorecard. So um, (laughs) maybe we can uh, get that rolling into production, but yeah, way to share it. Now we're not going to get the copyright on it. Somebody already has it at Paramount. Patent Before pending, we even patent pending. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So here's the thing that I will say. As much of a joy it is to watch Amanda Serrano, I did not enjoy Erica Cruz's style where she puts her head down and, yeah. and throws. And it was it just wasn't fun to watch. And then Serrano was just having an easy time landing because the Cruz's head is down. It was a weird style, but she was also having some success with it. So I'm not mad at her, but if if I'm buying tickets to a fight, I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I want to see that. She's yeah. tough enough that I probably would, but <laughs> if I'm looking for a critique on a, one of my favorite fights since the last Amanda Serrano, Katie Taylor. Like this yeah. is such a joy. So I'm looking at something to nitpick, and that's all I got to come up with, Franco. I loved all 10 rounds of this. It was so cool. Amanda Serrano is just a badass. And if you're not sure whether you could get into uh, women's boxing, check out Amanda Serrano because she will change your mind. It's so goddamn good. It's fun. Yeah, you actually sent me a text message to give me the heads up when the live feed had started. And I was mm-hmm. catching up on the ESPN card. So switched over, threw on DAZN for the first time in a while. This this card was the one that brought Fritz back. And, you know, I had even said, oh, we could just watch the highlights like She's fighting Erica Cruz. How good could that be? Uh, I am so glad that you signed back up because this was worth the watch. It was worth it to watch the whole thing all the way through. But the first thing that I noticed, and I sent a text to you, and you were like, I have no idea what that means, but I'll just pretend like I do. Uh, Amanda Serrano was wearing the UNC to Chicago Jordan 1s high tops. But she's wearing straight up basketball sneakers. Now, they make Jordan ones for other sports. You can get them for football as football cleats. I think they have them as soccer cleats. They do not make 
boxing Jordan ones. So Amanda Serrano, like straight out of the box, wore Jordan ones in patent leather out into the ring. And at first I was like, that's so cool. But then once I actually thought about it, those are not the most comfortable shoes. When Jordan wore those in like late at the end of his title run, uh, he famously took them off and the shoes were filled with blood because they are not that comfortable. So her feet had to have been killing her. But then it was kind of cool. I wasn't the only one that noticed. Other boxers were commenting on it. I saw like sneakerheads on social media commenting on it. And they were saying how these are not good shoes for boxing because they're just too wide and too flat. Well, Jessica McCaskill had said that she would have protested her opponent wearing them because they have too wide of a base and it would give Amanda uh, a more powerful platform. So that was Jessica McCaskill. And that's a fighter that I, you know, I respect and I respect her opinion. So I could see what she's, she's got a gripe about it. But she does a great job on the commentator. You know, a lot of people who listen regularly might think that I only shit on commentators. I <laughs> I enjoy Justin McCaskill. She actually has something to say. It's a really good commentator, you know? Yeah. She doesn't overdo it. You know, every time she opens her mouth, it's not just like, oh, well, this is how I do it. This is what I do. Yes. You know? And these young bucks, you know, like she just calls the fight she sees. People know she's a badass. She doesn't have to remind the world all the time. And it's funny that you bring up Caskilla Jessica McCaskill, because that's kind of what Erica Cruz reminded me of, like a not as good version of Jessica McCaskill. When she was pulling off her upsets uh, against Bracas, she was coming in and just throwing crazy punches and ended up winning. She pulled off a huge upset. And with Erica Cruz here, there was a stretch there where I was like, holy shit, is she going to pull off an upset? on Amanda Serrano. Like there was definitely a couple rounds where she just outworked Serrano. And like you said, Serrano had a couple of small holes in her defense where it was working. Like Erica Cruz was getting through and it's like, Oh my God, we might see an upset. And then Serrano really, you know, stepped on the gas. The amount of blood that was in this fight, it really was just blood and guts everywhere. If you are a fan of like old ECW wrestling matches or like old MMA before there were rules when you could like, the only rule was you couldn't punch them in the junk or gouge them in the eyes. If you like that kind of stuff, you would love this match because there was just blood everywhere. And speaking of those Jordans, Serrano posted a picture of them afterwards. And because they're patent leather, just covered in blood. And it looked so cool. Everybody was like, just put them in a case like that just caked in blood and put them up on a shelf. Yeah, she was so covered in blood that uh, Sissy Spacek and the original Carrie would have looked at her be like, wow, you're really bloody. You know, yeah. like it was that <laughs> bad. It was like slasher movie bad. It was so bloody and just such a fun fight. The reason I went back to a DAZN subscription was because Amanda Serrano was fighting. And when this fight was done, I was like, that was worth my subscription for the year. I know that I'm going to get a lot more yeah. this subscription, so this was certainly worth it. Now, the only person that I am going to shit on from this fight is I still thought Erica Cruz was entertaining, even though her style might have been a little unorthodox. Uh, Amanda Serrano had weird shoes, but the fighters themselves, amazing. Uh, Erica Cruz's corner, I don't know if she hates them or was just like, just shut up and let me do this. But each time they went to go treat the cut, she was swatting their hand away. So like all they could do was kind of dab at it a little bit. And then they would just take the whole thing in Vaseline. 
But she might have been right because some of the stuff they were doing, I heard the doctors off camera yelling at them like, hey, that's enough water. And hey, don't do that. So I don't know what uh, amateurs she had in there that were working on these cuts, but I hope she finds somebody better. Maybe. I mean, I know women's boxing doesn't always pay the best, so maybe she can't afford a a better cut man in her corner. Uh, Find a cut woman because the person that she had working on her head was not doing a good job. And it just added to all the blood or at least get somebody that you're going to trust because she clearly, by the third time that she was swatting hands, she's not trusting him. So I'm like, yeah, even if they know what they're doing, if you're not going to listen to them, you know, it's, it's not going to do you any good. You know, I can go to the best doctor in the world, but if I don't listen to what he's saying, it's not going to do me any good. So yeah, she's just got to find somebody to be on her team. And by that, she's got to have somebody she trusts because it was, it was weird that what was going on in that corner. Everybody, thank you for coming back for this episode. We certainly appreciate it. I had so much fun with boxing this weekend. It was uh, it was really cool. I Last week in the previews, I kind of shit on uh, the card that was going to be on in Montreal on Thursday. I don't know that I needed to. It was, a, it was definitely a fun main event on Thursday. Okay. Well, I guess I should tell everybody, too, that uh, they tell you all the time you can't play boxing. And we proved them wrong with this segment called Playing Boxing. I, that's how excited I was about this Thursday card. That it, it was a lot of mismatches early. So if you just want to see dudes get knocked out who aren't very good at boxing, yeah. <laughs> get knocked out by the guys that are good, then the early round, early prelims on this card were definitely for you. There was a lot of just knockouts where it's like, was that really even a boxer he was facing? Like, <laughs> or was it you know the uh, one of the the custodians that you know just <laughs> wandered into the dressing room but it was then the main event was just a really good slugfest like i i was thinking about this when i was watching i'm like if this is a movie it's not going to win any oscars this thursday night card but it would definitely be like a cult classic you know like this would be like a groundhog day where it's just fun you know okay you and your friends watch it once a year and you're like oh yeah that's a fun movie you know <laughs> it, it's not going to even be invited to a, a you know, an award ceremony, but while you're, while you're enjoying it, it's, it's certainly worth the time. That Thursday card was on ESPN, correct? Yeah. Yeah. When and you sent me a text, uh, Alantes Fox versus uh, Eric Bazinian. Okay. Yeah. When you, when you sent me a text about that one, uh, I was still trying to get over my stomach flu that helped me uh, cut weight. Uh, by the way, any boxers out there listening, if you need to cut weight. Let me recommend the stomach flu. Because <laughs> uh, man, I lost four and a half pounds in one day, and uh, by the time I recovered, I was like, "Oh, I feel really great now." But uh, leading up to it, it sucked. So I wasn't able to take it in. And then you sent me the text telling me that all the Mexicans were losing. And I was like, "I'm just gonna pretend like this never happened." What Thursday card? There's no, there's no boxing on Thursdays. Yeah, it's like they had uh, one flight from Mexico to Montreal, and uh, it was all the boxers that were going to lose. It was crazy. But then uh, later on in the fight, there was a, a Mexican fellow who did win. So, okay. you know, you just had to stay tuned a little bit of while on that one, Franco. And like I had mentioned before, that I do not like Joe Tessitore or Andre Ward when they're calling a fight. But on this card on Thursday, it was three dudes I had never heard before, but they were fun. They were just, they would... They were not stepping on each other's toes. They weren't overdoing it. It was, I'll probably mispronounce their names, but I did write it down. It was Bruce Runney, uh, Russ Anber, and Corey Erdman. All right. And Corey Erdman was like the third guy that they kept calling the encyclopedia. All right. Like, <laughs> uh, what was making me laugh is 
there's probably young people watching going like, what's an encyclopedia? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Do they mean Wikipedia? Because I can't <laughs> exactly. pronounce that wrong. <laughs> you know, he had so much information, you know, that these old dudes are like, oh, that's an encyclopedia. So I got what they were saying, but, you know, because they they haven't figured out what Google is yet, they, uh, they still go <laughs> with the encyclopedia reference. Now, I was able to check out the ESPN card, uh, the undercard from that Navarrete fight. First of all, I didn't realize, and I apologize to our listeners, not giving the heads up that Richard Torres Jr. was going to be boxing. Fritz, I love this guy so much, not just because he's a fun heavyweight boxer, not just because he keeps knocking dudes out, but he legitimately looks like if John Holmes and Magnum P.I. had a baby and that baby grew up to be a boxer. Just glorious mustache, glorious head of curly, permed out hair. and then. He's great. And then aside from him having this great knockout, aside from him looking like the 70s porn star, they tell us he was valedictorian of his high school. You know, the guy's a silver medalist in the Olympics. And it was it was so ridiculous, his list, that Penny was sitting in the room with me, my daughter, uh, the seventh grader. And she goes, wait, so he was valedictorian and he became a boxer? And I was yeah. like, honey, and an Olympian. And she's like, oh, well, that's okay. I'm like, how is this that? Yeah. Is like, they're, they're, you can be the best of multiple things. Yeah, she's clearly not a fan of boxing, which, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I get it. But here's the thing I love about Tor- uh, Torres. You said he looks like 70s porn stars. Um, I can definitely see him lining up uh, on the same defensive line with, like, Mark Gastineau. Like, he's got that look, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> For the three people out there who might know who Mark Gastineau is, uh, it, it definitely fits the fits the bill. So, uh, yeah, it was fun. It was quick. It was over. You know, uh, yeah. Bryant was uh, was trying, but yeah, Torres knocked him out. I'd love to see him just keep stepping this dude up. Yeah, if anything, uh, Bryant's shorts were about as short as the fight was. His shorts, his trunks. I won't even call them trunks. His shorts were so short. You could see his underwear, like his right. index was sticking out the bottom of his shorts. I was like, the hell is going on? Because I was ready to say, oh, Torres has like old school kind of shorter trunks on. And then, yeah, Bryant had like booty shorts. It was, it was a little bit ridiculous. And then the fight after this one with uh, Barbosa Jr. and Jose Pedraza was also a really fun, like just high action fight with Barbosa being just a little bit better. Uh, the scoring was 97-93. Two of the refs had it 96-94. Unanimous decision to Barbosa. I, I thought it went the right way. I thought that the 97-93 was a little bit better of a score, but it still went to the right guy. But it was there was just so many punches and a lot of you know swaying one way or the other who could end up taking the fight. I thought this was a great fight. I absolutely. It was definitely worth its slot as the you know the co-main event and pedraza is a tough dude but his best boxing days i think are behind him and barboza is on his way up you know so this was kind of that crossroads fight like that yeah it was certainly certainly a good fight and i was i was happy to watch it all but that's what i was kind of getting the feeling that pedraza as good as he is and has been it's taking a step back each time a little bit. Parboza looks like he's taking that next step forward. So the best way I could describe Friday night to Franco, the whole card was like planned sex, you know, like, like, sure. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. All right. It's a lot of fun, but you know, but you still got to plan it, you know, like that's not as for Saturday night that like that card that felt like surprise sex, you know, where you're like, Oh shit. I didn't know that this was happening today. It's not my birthday. You know, like that. It's not my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what the Saturday felt like that. Like that's, you know, both were joyful, 
but you know, just so you can kind of feel where I'm at with the difference between the two. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It was it was a fun surprise all around for the whole weekend. I thought like I was I had a very low bar, like you said, and then for it to exceed it was just it was fun. And then when it was all done, I was tired, but also I was like, I, I could keep going. This is pretty great. Yeah, now, even our guy Nico Ali Walsh was on the uh, was on the undercard for Friday night too. He, um, uh, you know, looked good again. He he keeps stepping up, and I mean, he's twenty two. I actually think that maybe there is something to him. So he keeps taking on a little better competition each time, and I love that. I was kind of not shitting on him, but shitting on ESPN for just always with the oh, it's Ali's grandson, Ali's grandson. But he's not doing that. It's it's just the the company that he signed with is doing it. Yeah. So I've tried to just concentrate on his fights and he has been doing, has shown some marked improvement each fight and it has been fun to watch. So congrats to uh, Nico on getting another win. The co-main event on Saturday was Alicia Bumgarner versus, uh, who did she take on? I don't even she remember. She went against, uh, it was Alem McAled. McAled, yeah. And, now, Alicia Bumgarner is a, a, a wonderful fighter, all right? Mm-hmm. In my head, uh, I really get, I get a lot of Tiafimo Lopez vibes, you know, oh, where after, yeah. after she got the belts away from Michaela Mayer, she's like, oh, I'm not giving you a rematch. You know, it was like almost the exact same script that Tiafimo Lopez did to, to Lomachenko. I don't buy, uh, I don't buy her being, her personality seems fake to me, but in the ring, she, she really can't bring it. She's got the gas tank of a chainsaw, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, cause it emptied quick. She was also able to cut her down early like a chainsaw would. So, you know, she scored those two big knockdowns early, but then was gassed, you know? So yeah. if you want to remain undisputed, you better get back to the gym and be able to go the 10 rounds. It's, it's not a six or an eight round fight. You got to be ready to go the whole time. So, and I'll give the chick she was fighting. It was tough. She did not quit until the last bell had some success at times, but this was clearly a Baumgartner win. Yeah. If anything, we learned that you need to be careful, you know, when you're fighting these fighters that aren't as known as other people, you never know when you're going to get caught off guard. Amanda Serrano could have lost her fight. Same thing with Baumgartner. You know, yeah, you get those early two knockdowns, but keep screwing around. You might find out that and catch one. So I'm glad that she won it. She was the person who was supposed to win it, but yeah, letting it go the distance like that, like you have to be able to close out because bad things happen. You know, they, they say you don't play boxing. You only do it on our show. Right. But in the ring, in the That's ring. That's our segment. Yeah. In, in the ring, you can't be screwing around like that because you never know when you're going to catch one. And she very easily could. So she was lucky that, you know, that, that she was able to hold her off and and kind of tamper any kind of comebacks that she started getting. Uh, now, what do we have coming up? I'm looking that up right Looks now. Like there's a card on Saturday on Showtime, but it doesn't look like there's much this weekend. Ray Vargas against Oshaki Foster. Is Shaquille okay. O'Neal boxing and he's going under a fake name? So yeah, so we may yeah, we might not be back until you know, Lee we would. might take next weekend next week off and cover it with the stuff that's gonna be on seventeenth and eighteenth and eighteenth. Yeah. Oh, Lee Wood versus uh, Mauricio Lara. That's on the 18th. Yeah. Uh, there's a Showtime card on the 17th. Uh, so, yeah, we'll combine those two weekends. So, no episode next weekend in Punch Maniacs, or no episode next week, Punch Maniacs, but we'll uh, have a new one for you. Did I lose you? No, no I'm here. 
You're still rolling good. I just closed my screen. Old people and technology, everybody. Here we go. I'm opening back up the window because I can't talk and not see Frank. Oh, that would be absurd. Well, and people aren't able to to see us physically. You know, I'm decked out head to toe in all my soccer gear because our season is starting to get rolling and we're having meetings and stuff. But you're wearing a Green Lantern shirt that I can't tell if it's like an Under Armour shirt or if you got your PJs on. It's an Under Armour shirt. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad to hear that. It was starting to worry me a little bit. I was like, is Fritz wearing pajamas? Like, am I going to sleep in it? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it's Under, it Armour, Under Armour. So it's yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it looked like Under Armour, but you know, through the Zoom camera, it's a little bit hard to tell sometimes. So good to know <laughs> that you don't have straight up shiny PJs on. Yeah. No, I do not. But I wouldn't be opposed to them. So if any punch maniacs want to send me some <laughs> uh, some pajamas, I'll be happy to wear them. I don't know. If you don't have anything else, Franco, I'm throwing in the towel. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure to like, subscribe, and follow. And we'll see you next week when we break down the best in boxing with a sense of humor.